Sucky Golf, and let me tell you why. I'm Avery Dovsek, the host of the Why You Suck at Golf podcast. Welcome back to another episode. It has been a while, and to kick us off, we have a great guest. His name is Roger Steele. You've probably seen him floating on social media, on his own page, on various brands' pages. He is growing the game and speaking his truth. It's awesome. He's going to sit down and tell us what he's done in the industry, what he's trying to do in the industry, and give us a couple stories. So, stay tuned. We have Mr. Roger Steele on the podcast today. How's it going? Uh, it's going really good. Really good. <laughs> really good. So I saw we had some mutual friends on social media. Where were you yesterday? Uh, yesterday, I was up in Colorado. Up in uh, up in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I think it's pretty funny that a city named itself after the state, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> But yeah, but no, we we I was up there at this golf ball. I mean, this uh, Colorado golf blog scramble, and it was mm-hmm. it was intense. Very cool. Yeah, I um was on Holy Moly with Blake. Oh, so we were we were toughing it out during that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Very cool. It looked like a blast, though. It was yeah. It was quite fun, especially because I got to see a scramble done right. You know what I mean? Uh, I think that like I was getting a little jaded with scrambles this season because mm-hmm. they are so you know the the cheat the cheating rate is like very high, economically <laughs> high. Yeah. Another pandemic. You know what I mean? But uh. <laughs> Not to, you know, add more to all of our plates. But still, this one, my boy Lee, he had a horse race at the end of it. So the top four or five teams all mm-hmm. went head to head at the end. And I really feel like if if scrambles don't do that going forward, my likelihood of participating has dropped dramatically. <laughs> That's true. I don't – yeah, you're right. I've never really played an official scramble. What? Yeah, it's always for fun. That You bring uh, up a great point. How many numbers on the card are, are real? <laughs> exactly. A lot of pencil whooping going on around there. <laughs> That's why they make the pencils with the erasers. I don't understand that one bit. <laughs> I don't understand that one bit. Well, let's back it up a little bit. How did you even get into golf? Uh, so my dad is a – I'm born and raised in Chicago. So my dad's a Chicago police officer. And around the time I was born, I think he was kind of falling madly in love with the game. And uh, I guess as a part of our, you know, father-son bonding, I was, you know, uh, forced against my will to go to a golf course for a very long time. Uh, But some of that stuff stuck. And, you know, I think that I appreciated golf more after I graduated college. I did play in high school, but then after I graduated college and and realized that I hated working a corporate job, um, I was looking for any and every reason not to go to work. And then charity outings became a part of that whole you know, business development, client relationship stuff. And uh, I was able to go play a bunch of scrambles, you know, uh, and drink with clients and get paid time off. And I was like, man, I, I should just, I was like, man, I wonder if we could just create a position like this at my job so I could just be the guy that does this full time. Yeah. Uh, but nobody seemed too thrilled about that. So I had to quit <laughs> and, and, you know, go pursue other means to, you know, keep myself on the golf course. But, but yeah, so I, I just got introduced to it through my dad, you know, long story short, and I, I didn't appreciate the game very much early, but as an adult, when you start to realize how much the game parallel life, I guess this is probably back in 2013 or something when I kind of came back into the game and it, and I got addicted to it myself. Um, it, you know, it really became like a very huge part of, of my, my life and my aspirations and like my mental well being. you know? 
Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. I'm in the same boat. I was forced into it against my will. Mm-hmm. Um, back when I was around, I picked up a club when I was five, but when I was 13, it was like, okay, you need a scholarship to go to school or else, uh, you're pretty much not going to school. Let's be mm-hmm. real honest. Uh, <laughs> so I grew up playing volleyball and then was forced into golf and hated it. And then you start to get kind of good at it and then you kind of like it. And then yeah. now you're stuck in it. And <laughs> yeah. And it's also, I feel like you're especially like playing in these fun tournaments. It's a different kind of like. Me, I play competitive. I'm still in college, so I have um, tournaments, and it's not always fun. You know, it's not like the relaxing side of golf. It's it's kind of stressful, so it's nice to kind of, you know, put the two aside and get to actually enjoy it like you're doing now. Right, right. Uh, well, I don't know. Okay, I guess you say I enjoy it. I guess that's partially true. <laughs> you, like, hate it, but you kind of have to like it, right? Right. You just you you hate your existence within it. You love it, but you hate who you are within it sometimes. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. No. Like yesterday I had six three putts. Yeah, see that's definitely Yeah. 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 It was it was rough. Uh besides that though, but how'd you get into the social space with golf? Uh so after I quit my job and I was scrounging trying to figure out how I'm going to make money, I uh I, one of my boys was a creative director at this company, Leo Burnett. It's like a pretty big ad agency. Mm-hmm. And so he was doing some creative stuff. And, you know, I am like had all these hairbrain schemes like, oh, this is how I could make a gazillion dollars so I could play golf all the time. And so then I, uh, I started learning some creative stuff from him. I tried to, like, stand up a couple businesses on my own, uh, failed miserably. Uh, lost a lot of my savings, but I did learn a very valuable lesson in like content creation and storytelling. So then I started trying to shop that around to different people and like, especially in the golf space. I worked for this one company, Urban Golf Performance. Uh, mm-hmm. They based out of LA. I moved there and they like hired me off the street and it, it was like a crazy story. But um, but yeah, like I, I, I kind of figured that I had a knack for storytelling and then I went around leveraging relationships in golf to let me tell cool stories. So different brands, some athletes, um, they all let me kind of tell their story in, in some way or another. And then that led to me starting my own media company where I tried to do it on a more formal basis. But then when COVID happened, uh, like I had, you know, decent amount of quote uh, clients and decent workload, but then I got fired from everybody at the same time. Oh, wow. and, yeah, so like all and all of the calls came back like back to back, like day after day. You know what I mean? It was you so picking when it up, rained, it poured. Yeah, you already knowing, you know, like hey, Raj. As soon as you heard that, you like, oh shit, you know. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so then I found myself like, you know, in the beginning of the pandemic, uh, not really having anything to do. And so I was like, man, like I got all this equipment and I know how to tell a story and I, and I feel things. And so I was like, man, why don't I just start speaking my truths? And then enough people hit the like and follow button. And now I get to do it for money sometimes. <laughs> and now you're still chasing the verification. Yeah. That yeah. rhymed and I didn't even mean it. <laughs> chasing the verification. I mean, that's a loose rhyme, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I still yeah, don't know man. what they're looking for in that. I think I know what they're looking for. And uh, and I know that I don't have it, but I just like poking at things. That, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I but it, I, I do know people that are verified that I just have to question, like, what did they yeah, do? Yeah, that's what, what I'm saying. And if they did backdoor their way in, shame on them for not telling me type thing. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, let's talk about something recently that I followed um, from my standpoint, and you got quite a bit of attention on it, the whole corny situation. Ooh. Uh, ooh uh, <laughs> can yeah. we dive into that a little bit? Give me yeah, some background on it, how it uh, unfolded, if you will. Yeah, I mean, you know, I could just, you know, reach recant the whole 10-minute little spiel on it. But long story short, uh, it was these dudes, they they got this brand. And, I, you know, I don't know how powerful these dudes are, and I'm not trying to get sued by, you know, dragging their names or anything like that. But we're just going to say that it's a certain brand that has a direction in the name. And uh, and so they, <laughs> they I, you know, I was trying to – you know, when I was coming into the golf space, I was always looking for people that were like-minded to align with. I thought that they had something really cool going on. I still think that they got something really cool going on. Um, and I always tried to make myself available and support. And, you know, I was, I, you know, I, I wanted to help and be a part of it in any way I could. And I, you know, extended myself. And then, you know, I uh, I wound up linking up with this brand Trap Golf, where I really felt like the the visions were pretty like aligned, like the yeah. people on that team and the things that they were trying to accomplish and the whole vibe. I'm like a, a sillier person, you know what I mean? So it mm-hmm. was just it, it it allowed me the space to be like every part of myself, you know, and 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 tell a cool story and do cool things in the game. And so um, I guess I don't know if that's the point where I became somebody, you know, that that like I was on a opposing team at that juncture but it's like we still were after the same things you know what I mean mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. and so yeah I get this random message I had just got first of all it was just crazy because I had just got done filming some stuff out in California with Steph Curry and so like I'm on this high I made it life is so good like we about to be rich I don't know how to, this equates to money but I feel like it's something I'm moving in the right direction and uh and I, I really felt like I was a pretty cool person at that time and then I get this message from one of the owners of this directional company and then he says this you know this this message said I'm corny and said that my girlfriend not that pretty or whatever and I was just like, man, you know, I'm, I'm reading that. And then instantly I started seeing red. Right. And so then I'm like trying to calm down. And then he, uh, I'm, I asked him, like, I'm asking right then for clarification. Like, yo, like, obviously I've seen this. What's up? Like, what you trying to say? Yeah. And then he just read it and didn't say nothing. So then I waited. I'm like, I'm, I'm staring. And this is on Instagram DM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah, just. So you get I'm, trapped on the Instagram DM. Yeah. There's no way out of that red situation. Yeah, and I'm staring <laughs> I'm staring at my phone and I'm like, "Bro, like you're not about to act like we're not having this conversation right now." Like you like, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. you got to say something, dog. And then I just I'm sitting there looking at my phone after he read the message. And so then I wait for like, you know, 10 minutes cuz I'm sitting there waiting on the Uber to get to the airport, and he just don't say nothing. I'm like, "All right, cool." And so then I say that and then he see that message. And so I'm like, okay, now this is getting silly, you know? So I felt, I felt some type of way about it. And then I tried to let it go. I talked to some people about it and I was like, man, you know, how would you handle something like this? And different people gave me a lot of different advice. You know, us being in the golf space, they like, man, you know, just handle this gentlemanly way. Just, you know, don't say anything. Maybe give them a phone call. Maybe give them uh, some time to da 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 And I, you know, cause, for me on social media, like I use my platform to be like very transparent with people. Like I yeah. want people to know how I feel. I, I I want everybody on social media to feel like they know me personally, you know? And a part of that is just me not like hiding things or like the way I feel about stuff. And so then um, 
And so it had like Wednesday, and it's still this happened on Monday. And so Wednesday come around, and it's still not sitting right with me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. how this is handled. And so then I get a note. Oh, and this is what happened. I think it was like third Wednesday or something. Somebody had tagged me and him in the post on Instagram. So they tagged me and him in something that they posted. They was promoting like a content series that's coming out with. Yeah. And so then I I get a notification that the dude commented on that post. And so I'm like, and so then I go to the post and I'm like, hey man, glad to see your phone still work. Oh yeah. And so, then, and so he saw me, he saw that message and then he still didn't say nothing, right? And I'm like, okay, all right, you know, like maybe that was petty, whatever. So then the next day I go play golf and then like I just thought it was, you know, the whole corny thing was so funny. Like I remember calling people corny, calling stuff corny. Yeah. And so then I, I get this dude, he like the the former like CEO of Rustoleum, like that paint company, and like yeah. super cool dude. And then I'm like, hey man, like we need to revitalize the word corny. And he's like, I'll do it with you. And so then, <laughs> and so then I get, like yeah. So then I get him calling stuff corny, like while we playing golf. And then I'm tagging the dude in those in those posts, like, hey man, it's so funny. Like we should talk. You know what I mean? I'm just, yeah. at point, I'm just poking, like say something, dog. Like I'm giving you. Oh, I remember this. I remember this unfolding. I was like, I don't know what's happening, but this is awesome. Yeah. And so then, <laughs> and so then, you know, uh, I, I, I said, like, all right, I'm going to say something about it. And I said, I wasn't going to say nothing about it. I'm going to record me saying something about it. And then I'm going to give him like one last chance to like speak on it, like speak to me, like say something like, you know what I mean? Acknowledge yeah. the situation. But I realized that once I recorded that video and then all the time that I had put into it, like I had to let it go. Like I, there was no way that I could like sit on that because then it was like, you insulted me and I wasted my time, which is money. So it's like you insulted me and you cost me money. I yeah. had to, you know what I mean? And you're not but, sleeping well because of it. Yeah, like it's not <laughs> that my sleep is interrupted, but I'm definitely feeling like something should be, you know, said. And yeah. the, other, the other part of that is like, you could call me corny. Like, that's cool. That's funny. You know what I mean? I, you yeah. Know, I, I think, I, I, you know, a lot of people think, a lot of people corny. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah. that's that's something super subjective. But to, like, for any dude to, like, speak on somebody else's, like, uh, partner or situation or, like, you start talking about people's women and kids and stuff like that, I always thought that that kind of stuff was, like, off limits. Like, that's the way I was raised, at least. Yeah. And to me, that just like represented a whole different level of disrespect or like, you know, like your your opinions on me are like so deep rooted that, that, you know, I'm I'm very shaken by like your thoughts of me and how you presenting me in these spaces because like, you know, the, the black golf industry is so small mm-hmm. um, that somebody will walk up to me and be like, oh, did you, are you a part of Eastside? Are you a part of this? Are you a part of that? You know, and so like it's you you constantly being presented with questions about these brands and I'm handling them very diplomatically and speaking highly of everybody, but it's just it hurt it, it hurt me to feel like, man, it's people out there that really don't have your best interests at heart or like mm-hmm. you know. And so, you know, I one thing led to another and they I posted something on my story said, Hey man, I'm gonna post this video unless y'all apologize. And then they called me and the conversation was not very productive and I was like, all right. <laughs> And so then I, I released the, the video. Full send. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah, well, I'm gonna thank you. All right, bye. You know what I mean? And then, uh, uh, and then I send it, and then like, and I, you know, it, it like I said, like I had a lot of people that I do work with. Like I work with different brands and different organizations, and I asked a lot of people like what they thought about it and sent it to them before I posted it and things like that. And 
and people I got very mixed reviews and I was a little bit afraid to put it out there just because I'm like, man, what if uh like I'm casting this light where I'm being messy or something like that and this all backfired. But then I think that the thing that I reconciled was that like it was my truth though. Like I wasn't lying about anything. You know what I mean? I have to say, you did it very tastefully. Yeah. Like there was it was very classy. <laughs> like for you to roast someone. It was very yeah. classy. <laughs> but I think yeah, the overarching thing was just like it was I'm talking about like we first of all, both of us play golf. You know what I mean? And I said that yeah. in the video, like we like we really don't have that much room to like talk about each other. Bad. It's, first of all, it's not enough of us in here. And we like we black dudes that play golf is like our primary thing, though. Like we not, you know, beef yeah. for what? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And uh and so I just think that, you know, having a certain level of like perspective about it allows you to take it all lightheartedly. But I just thought that like the woman thing was like, uh, you know, for people that are going to be in this space uh, and, you know, even though there's like a lot of misogynist, uh, you know, there's a lot of misogyny still in the sport and patriarchy that, you know, controls the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think that that orientation of us being gentlemen is like, it's still true. You know what I mean? And we should still hold ourselves to that in certain respects. And I don't think that things like that are, you know, conducive of where the game is headed. You know what I mean, or where it should be headed, and so um, yeah, I tried to keep it classy and but keep it like honest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not make it a waste of people's time if they did decide to watch it. But more importantly, my intent with that was just like it's room for all of us. That was that's what I wanted the or the the overarching message to be like. We can all work together. We can we can all be in each other's corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can all, you know, stand with each other and like we'll all benefit from that. You know what I mean? And I, I just think that there's like this miseducation about like how competition really works. Um, like you, I, I can be in competition for you and still want you to do well, because if I beat you when you're doing your best, that means that I'm really good. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I just think that a lot of other people, they they want competition to be other, like other people are suffering. It's one way where you win and we both win. And there's other, way where, other ways where people want to win and they want everyone else to lose and fail. Yeah. Well, some people aren't programmed to see life that way. You know, I mm-hmm. definitely agree. You have people who just want others to fail. And that the only way is if others fail, they succeed. And some people just don't see it, that there's a way to have both, you know? Right. What did your girl say about the situation? Was she like, no, don't post it? Or was she like all in? Uh no, she she was mixed. Um yeah, she she was mixed and I I just thought that, you know, it was just uh a, a respect thing that I thought needed to be said, not just for like my situation, but for like how everybody should be protecting like women. You know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. I just feel like, you know, a lot of women, I mean, it's just, you know, I have a lot of female friends and friends in golf and outside of golf. And it's like, they all need like protection from malice. You know what I mean? And it's like, whoever he was sending that message to, uh, to to think that they were having a laugh at the expense of like their perceptions of someone's well, like, you know what I mean? They, they physical appearance or something or yeah. somebody that you didn't know. Like I'm sure that gestures like that extend to like other women. Uh, oh, of course. You know that, and it's like, man, like you know, don't no woman deserve to be spoken, you know, spoken to about that. You know, not at the hands of you know a gentleman or like somebody that 
you know, says that they're going to conduct themselves in a certain way or somebody that says their aim is just to grow this game, like, where is there room for that type of energy? You know what I'm saying? So, and it sounds like this even, all this to me still sound like some passive aggressive bashing that I'm trying to do, but I'm just trying to like <laughs> articulate my- No, I completely you know, hear you. I'm just trying to articulate my point that it's like, yo, we, like, we can't be putting that kind of stuff out into the world. Uh, yeah. It's, it's just, it, there's no, there's no space for it and there's also no need for it. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think that honestly, like, and the, the whole thing about it is like, all of this could have been avoided with like a thoughtful conversation on the front end. Like I, I put myself, you know, before I sent it, I put myself in, in, in bro shoes. I'm like, all right, if I uh if I was in this situation and I sent this message, because I'm like, man, can we curse on here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, you know, like everybody done 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 talk, you know, talk some shit in some DMs before about something or somebody. Like everybody done said, look at this, this, oh my God. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to think like if I got caught doing some stuff like that, what what's the way that I would handle it? Like as, yeah. You know what I mean? I made a mistake. Yeah. I was talking loosely. I had ill intentions. And what 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 could I say at this juncture? And I was like, man, like, why not just own it? Like, hey, bro, like, I think that some of the stuff that you do, like, I personally wouldn't do it. And your girl, not my type. And so I was just voicing that to one of my guys. I know it's disrespectful. And, you know, I shouldn't have did it that way. But, you know, if you open to it, I would love to have a conversation around maybe some tensions that we have because there's obviously some underlying issues here that I'm open to discussing. I hope you are too type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, I'm just like, man, if you just own it and, and double down on it, uh, maybe we can, you know, have a maybe we can have a conversation that that elevates our perceptions of each other on the back end of that. That's yeah. how I would approach it, at least, you know? Yeah. Have you ever, <laughs> this might just be a me thing, but have you ever screenshotted something or you're thinking of texting something about someone and you accidentally send it to that person? Yeah. Because you're I'm, like thinking about them. Oh, yeah, God. That's yeah, terrible. It's, it's a terrible feeling. Like, just, <laughs> even if even if you didn't say nothing wrong. To yeah, it's still like, wrong, it's obvious that wasn't intended to them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, man, so like, bro, you, you, you obviously just fumbled right here. And I'm like, I want you to like, I'm over here trying to hand you the ball back and like, you don't want to take it. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, bro, like this, this is yours. Like, come like, take it. You <laughs> just like, no, I don't want it. You know? And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I have to go score a touchdown now. Uh, and, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, in time yeah. for NFL, yeah. Good time, yeah. good time. You know what I mean? Uh, I got to run it back, so. Well, without um, going with, any contract or stepping on anyone's toes what are you excited for in the future anything fun planned what are your goals any anything you're really stoked for not nah, like i'm just i'm just excited about how i i'm in this space where i get to like be myself and mm -hmm. uh and it's like one of the most liberating life experiences that i've had and you know i just i i just i'm excited to be accepted and I want to push for the message that like there's room for everybody to be themselves and be the most successful version of themselves. And they don't have to necessarily compromise uh, the like the good parts of themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think that it's a lot of people that see success and they try to like fit themselves into like these modes of what they see in front of them. And a lot of us don't realize that like the things that we're intended to be aren't they don't exist yet and so you have to like give yourself room to like blaze your own trail in certain capacities 
Yeah. And um, and so I'm just excited about going as far as I can being myself, you know, and wherever that leads me and, you know, whatever the opportunities are, I just want to, you know, continue to to exist unapologetically in this golf space and 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 even beyond golf. And I want to encourage people to not only pick up the game for the love of the game, but also start to appreciate, even if they're in the game, appreciate the game more for its ability to like give opportunities uh, to people like me and the, and the next generation of like diehard golf enthusiasts, because yeah. I think that landscape is changing and we all need some education on how to like coexist with each other. But we also need to like understand the upside of it as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do a really, really great job. Like, I, this is the first time we're speaking, and it feels like I know you, and I know that's kind of weird, but you do such a good job of at least what it seems like being yourself, exactly like you're saying. Like, you really are unfiltered, and it's nice, and it's it's real, and it's it's still taking the sport for what it is. And, you know, the you relay the stressors of the sport, <laughs> and you don't just do a highlight reel of the sport, so it's awesome. You are really yeah. killing it in that respect. Yeah, we all, I mean, we all like anybody that's going around. And that's why I was telling people like early on where I thought they were missing a mark, like on the content creation side, everybody posting when they strike the ball. And I'm mm-hmm. like, bro, that's, that's the anomaly. And it's like, that's kind of like the, like the, the problem with social media and, and as a whole, like it's all just one, one big highlight reel, right? Like everybody, mm-hmm. the best stuff, the best angle, the best lighting, the best, you know, filter the best outfit. And I'm like, man, that's so much stress. You know what I mean? But like when I go out, it's like I I just get to exist and talk about what happened and I don't have to pretend and you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like a very liberating way to live, you know? And uh, and like I did get to, I I got to spend some time with with Steph Curry before this whole little thing happened. And he said something that was like so inspiring for me, but so simple. And he was like, man, I have to remind myself to like always have fun, right? Like, and like, and and it sounds so cliche, but to hear somebody that say that, that accomplished all the stuff that he has, you like, man, like even at the highest of tension of anything that's going on in life, there's fun to be had there and it's your responsibility to find it and have it. You know what I mean? Like have, have all of the fun with everything that you do, you know? And, yeah. uh, and when I look at life that way, it like losing is a part of life. It just means that you're trying to do something that, that, you know, that's worth doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I think about having, you know, fun, it makes the losses more, you know, it, it, it makes them like manageable. You know yeah. what I mean? I want to win just like the next person, but it's like, I don't want losing. I don't want losing to cost me friendships and peace and sleep and create anxieties in me and things like that. So I think that yeah, I'm just looking forward to having more fun, basically. Yeah. Competition's always really yourself at the end of the day. <laughs> you said it's always really what? Yourself against yeah. yourself. Exactly. A hundred percent. I mean, I relate that into the gym. Like I'm big into lifting. And it's like, that is like one of the few things that the work you put in is like a direct correlation of the effort you put right. in, right? right? So that's why, I don't know, it's always a competition against myself. I don't go in there and judge other people. I'm just happy other people are in there trying to do their thing. Right. Same thing on the golf course. But before I let you go, I have to ask, why do you think people suck at golf? 
That's a very that's a very layered question. Uh, <laughs> I think first first and foremost, like golf is one of the most counterintuitive uh, undertakings that any of us are gonna like pick up on, you know, and it's just like this drastic learning curve, especially from sport to sport, like the terrain changes, the climate changes, like the weather changes. It's so many variables uh, from course to course, from day to day. And, you know, all other sports, it seems like it just allows for the, the small changes that happen within you. But golf is the changes that happen within you and is the changes that happen in your environment. And it doesn't uh, help that like I, I I feel like the golf swing is one of the most to control like a a, a ball of metal at the end of a long stick and like, <laughs> like make, making angles match so that another ball that it hits so now we got like you want you like a whole degree of separation from the thing that you're intending to hit right like yeah the basketball is touching my fingertips and it's like it's coming off my fingertips but it's like I have to shoot the ball to shoot the ball. And it's like you remove from the actual action. Uh, so I think that the the precision that it requires um, to to like hit a, hit a golf ball well is through the roof. And I just think that the culture that we live in, not everybody want immediate results. Like, oh yeah, instant like, gratification. Yeah, and it's like crazy to, you know, like all of these technology advances that say that they are gonna help you. So now people aren't even leaning into like hard work to try to solve the problem. They just like, well, I could just buy new clubs. And they said that this shaft does this and this head does this and this new grip, this new, this new, da, da. nobody even wanna like really go find out why, like, and how. And uh, and I think that it's it's all just a metaphor for life. Like I think that there's a lot of people that suck at golf and life right now. And, uh, I, uh, I agree. <laughs> and, I, and I think that like technology and and other other types of advances that that seem like they're trying to expedite the learning curve and expedite the progress within the journey, um, they're they're actually hurting us. You know what I mean? From from like the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I I think that you know. People need to really appreciate the journey of development at golf. Everybody that hit me up in my DMs, like, hey, bro, I've been playing for two years. Like, how long you think it's gonna take before I'm like decent? I'm like, seven more. You know. <laughs> my, like, or, you, uh... or, you may, or you may never get there. You may be trash for the rest of your life. Can you still love this game? You know what yeah. I mean? And and I, you know, I set I help people set realistic expectations. He's like, all right, bro, I'm gonna play once a week and I'm gonna practice once a week. How long is it gonna take for me to break 80? I'm like, forever. Like six years. Yeah, forever. Forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like and so I, I it's just time and, and people need to take their time and, and, and just appreciate the journey and, and and just realize how much fun there is to be had uh with mm-hmm. the game. Stop stressing themselves over being trash because that's just all part of yeah beautifully said well thank you so much for hopping on and being a part of the why you suck at golf podcast you're the first episode back and i don't even know how much so thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule you know i appreciate you for you know giving me the opportunity to keep my schedule busy you know <laughs> I, I, I got to move stuff around so i can make this work it's like man you're giving giving me opportunities <laughs> awesome well uh Hope to see you on the flip side. Hope to see you get verified soon, and uh, we'll catch you later. But if I get verified, like, what then? What next? I don't know. Like, you, it, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how it might enhance your life, to be quite honest. It probably I, won't. Yeah, I just like, I like, <laughs> I should just be unverified forever, but like, keep chasing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like maybe, maybe somebody will approach you. 
Yeah, or like them people that just never give up on their dreams of making it on tour. You know what I mean? I'm just like that. Like, oh man, next year. For the year. blue check. Uh-huh. That's me trying <laughs> to get my, get my tour card. Like, oh man, one day. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, thank you again, Roger, and we'll talk soon. All right, for sure. Have a good one. Bye. You too. to Roger to being a phenomenal guest on the podcast and if you enjoyed this podcast give it five stars give us a rating all the good things and if you want to give me a follow you can follow me on social media at Avery underscore Dovsek that is A-V-E-R-E-E underscore D-O-V-S-E-K thanks for tuning into the podcast and we'll see you in the next one